So, are we just screwed? Welcome back. This is the Behave Yourself Podcast. Mm, one more time. Behave Yourself. <laughs> you have to do the whole thing. You can't just do the oh, one. Oh, 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 okay. Welcome back. This is the Behave Yourself Podcast. All right. Getting better. Getting Thank better. Thank you. I am Becky. Uh-huh. And this is Brian or Brain. Hello. Hello. Welcome. We're here to talk about autism today. We are. It's a hot topic. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I've heard of it. Me too. Me too. What have you heard of it? Well, people have it. Growing autism numbers. Recently, the CDC has announced, based on 2020 data, that children, adults, whatever, have been diagnosed with autism at a rate of 1 in 36. That's a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how recently How recently was this? That was from 2020. And we're in 2023. Correct. So one can safely assume that it's going up. up. But we can, we can talk about that in a minute. Okay. But we do need to note that just 10 years ago that the diagnosis rate was 1 in 88. Mm. Okay, we have all of these children. They're being diagnosed with autism. What do we do about that? Well, that's a great question. And um, we're going to have trouble as a society. This is a very underestimated problem Mm -hmm. because we see it from an ABA perspective. It's already getting to the point where there's a shortage of BCBAs and a shortage of RBTs where agencies are just hiring anybody. You have and, a pulse. Welcome to yeah, the field of ABA. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean... You've seen a child once. I can train you. <laughs> Give me the definition of child. Okay, you're hired. So what what's happening is you get a lot of these agencies that are um, not us because we have the best agencies ever, but all the other ones that are paying people lower than they should. And below a living wage. Below a living wage. Yeah. And hiring entry level. Mm-hmm. And trying to teach people on the fly. And, you know, there's one, there's one school of thought where you say, well, if, they, if you never give them a chance, how will they ever learn? Okay, but would you say that about a dentist? Would you go to the dentist and say, well, I've never, I've never done teeth before, but, you know, how am I going to learn if I don't? Get out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. So there's better ways to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in a group home. I learned there. And how did you start? I was a special education teacher. Okay. So you did schooling and you know, you had experience there. Mm-hmm. So there, there are other ways to get it. Uh, you, you could be a paraprofessional at a school that that's something I would consider enough experience that you could work on. I was one of those too. I, okay, great. Mm-hmm. I was, I worked for an ABA agency, but in, in Los Angeles, they, uh, the schools would contract outside ABA agencies. So the, so the agency would send me to do paraprofessional work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did in home at the time. So the point is, there's other ways to get it. You can't just say, we'll teach you and then send them, especially in home, uh, because mm-hmm. they're on their own a lot and the parents are there and the parents are going to say, what the hell is this? This person doesn't know what they're doing. You know, what's, what's your experience? Uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, yeah. <laughs> I saw a child once. <laughs> so, uh, but the problem is that it's such a growing field businesses have to hire people mm-hmm. and there's not enough RBTs, right? So at BCBA, you can't just say, we'll hire anybody. Mm-hmm. But the RBTs, you kind of can. 
And then you put them through a 40-hour course, and now they know everything, apparently, uh, but which is ridiculous. I mean, I've, I've done interviews with people that have the RBT certification. First of all, they, some of them will call themselves a registered behavioral trainer or th- registered behavioral tr- therapist. They don't even know their own certification, which is a huge red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll also not even know what manding is or tacting or, or something like that. And if you've never done ABA, then that's reasonable. But if you have a certification and you don't know what manding is, and you had to take the bad. test, and you had to die, so that that means they got it and then forgot it, or I I, I don't know. But I, I really wonder. So they upped the amount of hours you have to have in order to become a BCBA in order to sit for the test. You have to have two thousand hours now. And I get that registered behavior technicians are new to the field of ABA because back in the day I was a behavior interventionist. That's what they called us. I was too. Mm-hmm. Uh, skills trainer at one place. And then we, um, I remember going from being a special education teacher where I was the professional to this behavior interventionist and filling out the paper soap note. And at the top it said paraprofessional. And mm-hmm. I was like, the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but I was in the field of ABA, okay? Uh-huh. But fascinating stuff. It is fascinating. Why 40 out? Why does an RBT only have to why does somebody have to have only 40 hours, but to become a BCBA you have to have 2000 hours now. <laughs> like at, Yeah. Well, you were at work for an entire week. And now And now you're good to go. Now you're good to go. Kids all yours. Yeah, the BCBA stuff makes sense. It's the RBT stuff that doesn't. Um, Just having the RBT certification doesn't mean anything to me. The problem is, like I said, that there's a shortage. And the the agencies need to hire somebody. And kids can't get services they need. So we happen to hire people that have no experience at all. And hope that they learn. And meanwhile, the families are suffering. And then as the numbers grow, this gets worse and worse because mm-hmm. there's less and less people to fill these needs. And we're already at one in 36, which is pretty close to an unfathomable number. But if this keeps growing, what happens when it's one in 10? How, how is our society going to handle that? First of all, how are, how are kids going to get the services they need? They're already struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, in uh, Los Angeles, and we're we're in Dallas, and and in New York City, the kids will get the services they need. But um, you know, we we were operating in Oklahoma City, and there's huge waiting lists because there's not enough clinicians out there. So there's already huge waiting lists for that. But even just putting aside the ABA mm-hmm. and talking about a functioning society, if we take the percentage of individuals with autism level two and three mm-hmm. that are not at a point, and some may never be at a point where they can function on their own, how is our society going to support one in in 10 people? Especially with the way our society is, where we're not living in multi-generational homes, and when you turn 18, you need to GTFO. Uh, what what does that stand for? I don't. Is that a is that a behavior it analysis is, definition? It, is, or? it is. It's actually in the Cooper book. It's in the Cooper book under G. <laughs> under, <laughs> Forget the fuck. That's out. that's the acronym. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. You just find the 
find the white book yeah. and just keep flipping until you find well cooper knows his shit so i wouldn't yeah. argue with that gtfo at the very end gtfo okay everybody remember that gtfo is going to be on the on the exam mm-hmm. question 35 but really what is our society going to do when we don't have enough aba professionals we don't have enough respite providers uh schools can't handle the, the growing number daycares what are we going to do and by the time by the time we try to solve this, we're already going to be in it. People mm-hmm. people should be trying to solve this now to mm-hmm. prevent it from happening. So at the point where this happens, that it's an unsustainable number, we have a plan. Solving an unsolvable problem. I didn't get into the field of ABA to make a lot of money. I got in it, into it to help the children that needed help, but there is a sticky situation where there are a lot of companies that are making a shit ton of money and benefiting off these families. Yeah. And that makes me feel unwell. Yeah, it's it's tough to argue. What what would you say if if you were faced with a decision where the family's realistic option was to have somebody with no experience or to be on a waiting list for for 2 years? What do we do in that situation? Oh, this is a hard would you rather. It is, yeah. Is there an option C where I just provide them services? <laughs> um, you're going to go there and be the RBT? Uh, no. Okay. So that, then That's not sustainable. All right. So then what is the actual answer? The actual answer is what's happening right now. And it's that people are getting people off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really stinks about that is... If we did have more trained RBTs, could our kids make progress faster? Or would it be better for them just to sit on the wait list for two years? Two years is a long time. It's a long time. It could be crucial years. Yes. I think it's a damned if you do. Yeah. Both of them, both of the options are terrible. But this is why people just, ah, you saw a kid across the street, let's go. Right, because... There is a business aspect to it also. Mm-hmm. And um, in the, if that's the real situation, I do lean toward hiring someone with, I wouldn't say no experience, but at least min- minimal, rather than if I really knew a family was going to have to wait two years. But I would always be honest with them. I would say, this is all we have for your area, and we're going to spend extra time training this person and, and all that. But still, it's but, not how the field should work. No, It's better than nothing, but it's... But it, from a parent perspective, that feels not great. No. That feels like, cool, my kid's going to get subpar from this dentist that <laughs> just walked into the building and decided to drill into teeth. Right. I would be like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would wait two years for another dentist before someone off the street. I mean, <laughs> so. my teeth are falling out of my face, but everything is fine. All of my foods are very mushy. Yeah, we're not we're not having somebody with no experience drill my teeth. Mm-mm. I do see there's a difference in our field, obviously, but luckily. Uh, but why is there a difference? Why are we treated different than other professionals? Maybe it because, because it's so new, or is it because know. that's what we put up with? Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Okay, everybody meet with your fellow people and let's let's kick some stuff into action. Mm-hmm. And what, what are we kicking into action? <sighs> Heard a lot of complaining and bitching <laughs> over here. But, uh, 
so are we just screwed? You're talking to the CEO of one of these agencies who's not a clinician, mm-hmm. doesn't see the day-to-day, mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to tell them, this is what's happening. Our field is getting watered down, and the clients are suffering because you're hiring people that don't have any experience, and you're underpaying them, and it's a revolving door of, uh, of RBTs that aren't sticking around. What do they do about it? Do you think they truly care about that piece or they care about money? Because uh, if they're not clinicians right. and they just own this company that happens to provide ABA services, right. what they are getting out of it is money. Right. And they didn't buy the agency for clinical purposes. No. Right. Having said that, not all CEOs are dicks. You know, some of them care, but it's not really relevant. The, how do, what do they do about it? I mean, we don't need to know if they care or don't care. What do they do about it? So in order to get more clients in your door that do not just have autism, I would highly recommend pulling some money together and lobbying because you have money. (laughs) Money is power in the society. So if they truly want their business to continue and you want to evolve with the field, then what you're going to have to do is be able to provide services beyond just AB, I mean, beyond just autism. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, we need you to help us so that we can help a larger population. So I okay. need you to talk to your financial person and I need you to look at the numbers and decide how much money you can use as a tax deductible. $6. Excellent. Now talk to another friend. Get another financial person. <laughs> okay, so we get, we get all our money together. We we do a great job. We lobby. And the insurance says, you're right. We're going to cover it for all kids. So we win that battle. That would be amazing. And then... We're going to throw a big party. We're going to have a huge party. And then we're going to have even less capable RBTs for the kids. You are correct. So what do we do about that one? You know how a long time ago... In education, they used to have trade schools, like people... They don't have that anymore? I mean, they have trade schools, but in high school, you would take home ec, you would take shop, woodworking, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. We could bring that back for the positions that are not being filled in society, like plumbers, like RBTs. Start getting them prepped. If they already know... In high school, I don't know if children really know what they want to do. But if they do, and they already know that that's the direction they want to work is with children Mm -hmm. who have special needs or have learning differences or whatever, then they could take a class for an entire year. And then the schools could have, like some schools have, where they have daycares attached and then they could practice the skills of ABA with the children. I like when you propose unrealistic ideas. I mean... (laughs) uh, It sounds great, but... You wanted a solution. I wanted an actionable item. (laughs) That is not an action. Step one. Step one, change the entire school system. (laughs) Change everything. We're just going to blow the whole system up and start over. It's not working. (laughs) The problem is you're right, but we're stuck in this cycle where we don't have valid solutions yet Mm -hmm. and i don't know the answer that's why i'm asking you you're (laughs) 
I gave a valid solution. It's just not ready now. <laughs> you gave Maybe it, in a hundred years my, when I'm dead. My question was, what do you tell the CEOs? And you said, sa- and you said, change the whole school system. <laughs> <laughs> I said, for them to donate money for a tax deductible to lobby. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. That's what they need to do. Okay. Dig bye. Deep. Podcast over. We got the solution. <laughs> Dig deep into your pockets. So hand money over what I'm thinking and what I've already realized, but I'm realizing more and more as we talk, Mm -hmm. this is the problem. The problem is that the the autism numbers keep on growing and growing and growing. And our field keeps on getting less and less strict with the services we provide and who can provide them. So, so the numbers are growing and at the, in, in the meantime, the services are dwindling in um, effectiveness and quality and you and I are sitting here saying, what's a realistic plan? And even we don't have the answers. So think about 99% of the population that's not even considering this. Mm-hmm. So by the time this all happens, we're, we're going to be fucked. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we both were like, yeah. we're super fucked. I mean, that's the answer, right? Mm-hmm. People need to start thinking about this yeah. because we don't have a, an actionable item. There is nothing we can say you can't tell a businessman stop hiring people. No. You can't tell a school change your whole process. I've tried; it doesn't work. I'm sure you have. Mm. So, all the options that that we're thinking of are not realistic, and they're not actually actionable. What can we actually do to get people to understand our society is going to be in big trouble if we don't if we don't figure out how to either slow down the prevalence of autism or be able to get people the services they need at an earlier age and actual quality services so that the outcomes are better and children can have a bright future and not have to live in a group home or, or something like that, which is also, if you've seen the wait list for group homes. You have to get them on the list at like three. Yeah. And at three, as a parent, having to decide what your child's going to be like by the time that they're 20 something are you kidding me it's not fair that is not fair at all who even thinks about that i don't my child is six i don't and i don't even have a child i don't know what he's going to be like tomorrow (laughs) or when i pick him up from school you never know what children are going to do it's kind of disheartening it is The the whole thing is disheartening you know, I think the other part that's really disheartening is a lot of people won't think about it because it's not something that affects their life directly. And we have this major problem in our society where if it doesn't directly affect me, I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. which is completely terrible it's because we are a part of the human race and we should care for one another. Even if you think differently, act differently, whatever, we are all connected and should be working together for the betterment of each other but yeah we're, we're great at pretending we do right but if i if really one don't. more person that i don't know says hey how's it going when you really don't care i like to tell them actually it's a really shitty day mm-hmm. and watch their expression even if i'm having a great day because they're like oh what do i do with my hands didn't we talk about this in a previous episode? Probably. Maybe I'm still having feelings You're about so- it. <laughs> okay. I see you haven't solved it. No. Still. No. But. I don't, I don't know how to make people more empathetic towards I, other people. I don't know that you can. We try. Um, yeah. When, when you ask people, why did they get into this field? Mm-hmm. What's the number one answer? To help people. Uh-huh. And how did they stumble upon it? 
they knew somebody that knew somebody that has something like autism. that, right? Yeah. So they want to help people and they have a cousin with autism or they, they worked in a school and they, they had children, uh, students with autism. Very rarely do you get someone who said, I was just thinking about it. And I said, you know, this would be a good way to help people that I haven't had any contact direct with. Interaction. Yeah. Usually it's, it's some direct contact. You know what I'm hearing out of this conversation? People are selfish. Yes. Bunch of selfish assholes. Except us. We're great. Obviously. I'm so caring and kind mm. and nice. Yep. Think about the future. I really do think the only thing that we can do is keep talking about it and talk to anyone and everyone yep. about it and be annoying because the... As cliche as I'm going to sound when I say this, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. All right. I'll allow one cliche. And the people that make the most noise are the people that get things done. It's true. If we just sit back and just let it happen, then you can't be pissed off about it. There's a whole world of people out there that don't give a shit. And our society needs more people that do. We have to spread this. We have to say, hey, this is a problem that I know you don't see coming. You don't think about it, but it's I'm here coming. to tell you. It's yeah, coming. It's coming. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's not it's not much different from climate change where most of the world, we would never know it. But someone's out there saying, hey, this is going to be a problem in a certain number of years and we need to start planning for it now. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel about the numbers of, of autism and not just ABA, but all the other stuff, taking care of people and living situations and functional daily life. Uh, we need to start thinking about it. Let's wrap it up. Tell them, what we, tell them what they need to know. So we need to know that the prevalence of autism is increasing. Okay. And we are now at 1 in 36. We need to know that we, as a peoples, need to work together and talk about it as much as possible. Because there are power in numbers, and the more noise we make, the more change we can make. Be the people of change. Be the people of good. And have a higher standard, a higher bar for when you hire people. For fuck's sake, the bar is already on the floor. (laughs) Pick it up. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all for today. And behavior. You didn't do it. You're supposed to do it. What? Okay, try again. I'm ready. I'm really discouraged now. I even gave you a point. I know, but I was like, why are you pointing at me? What do you mean, what (laughs) am I pointing? We talked about how we're going to do that. Okay, 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 ready? Fine. What am I saying now? See? Uh, Oh, yeah. That's all for today. And remember, behave behave yourself. yourself. All right. And we out.